Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Brother Bob Pauline. Our first question for today comes from Leslie Vang of Kent, Washington. Here's Leslie's question. My question is that um, if God loves gay people or not. Thank you, Leslie, very much for your question. And we do receive quite a few questions here in the program concerning uh, homosexuality. So today in, our ep in this episode, we'll try to address a few of those uh, issues and questions that we often receive. And God of all is the purest manifester of love. God's love is not only for a people who commit sin or have various uh, lifestyles that may oppose the uh, lifestyle that God had commanded for His people. His love was manifested in a very, very unique and specific way. What way? 1 John chapter 4, verse 10 reads, This is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the payment for our sins. God loves people so much that He gave His only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to be the payment for sin. God loved people so much He sent His Son to answer for the sins of, of sinners. But, and here's the thing, Leslie, what's one of the many things that a person must do to ensure that they'll be a beneficiary of God's love instead of being a recipient of His anger or His punishment. We turn once again to the Holy Scriptures, this time the writings of the prophet Isaiah, which says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord and he will have love, pity, and mercy for him. And to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. How then can one truly be a beneficiary of the love that God intends for people? He must be willing to return to the Lord, must be willing to obey his laws, his teachings, his commands. And then God said he would have his love, he would have his mercy, and he would multiply to him an abundant pardon. If then, dear friends, we show our love to God by obeying his ways, is there any chance that we would be on the losing end? Is there truly a benefit for being faithfully obedient to God's ways? 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Let's listen together to what the what the Holy Scripture says. You love Him, even though you have never seen Him. Though not seeing Him, you trust Him, and even now you are happy with the inexpressible joy that comes from heaven itself. And your further reward for trusting Him will be the salvation of your souls. One is not on the losing end, dear friends. If one resists all the temptations in the world around us, if one is inclined to commit any kind of sin and resists and remains loyal and faithful to God, he promises an inexpressible joy that comes from heaven itself and the reward of salvation. So what then, dear friends, does God want for all of us uh, remaining in the same 
writings of Apostle Peter. Uh, this time we turn to uh, chapter 1 and let's read together verses 14, 15, and 16. Obey God because you are His children. Don't slip back into your old ways, doing evil because you knew no better. But be holy now in everything you do, just as the Lord is holy, who invited you to be his child. He himself has said, you must be holy, for I am holy. Dear friends, there's a lot of questions that come up concerning homosexuality. And we want to address all of them. So let's, let's move on. Clearly thus far, God made clear He loves people, wants to bless, wants to forgive, only ask that we return to Him in faithful obedience. Kima Morera from London, England, also posed question, a question concerning homosexuality. In fact, it's a multifold question. Uh, here's what uh, she wrote. Are we not created by God in His own image? There are genes that can predispose both genders to be homosexually inclined. Does this mean there are evil genes? But if God created man, then this would include the flawed genes. According to the Bible, what should happen to homosexualities? Well, we thank you for that series of questions, and uh, let's, let's take a look at them uh, one by one. First, regarding uh, being created in God's image. Well, we can say right at the outset, that is very true. But what we uh, must be uh, careful of is not to make the assumption that this is referring that man has been created in the image of God's physical nature. Surely then when we, when we look in the mirror, all of us are not seeing the reflection of, of what God looks like. And we are very sure of that because of what the Lord had recorded in John 4.24, which teaches us that God is a spirit. And in the book of Luke, it makes mention that a spirit is without flesh and bones. So we're not created in God's image in the context of what He looks like or the nature of what God is made of His spirit. So in what way then are we created to be in the image of God? We, we turn uh, to the Bible wherein it says, uh, also in the writings of Apostle Peter, Apostle Peter wrote in chapter, uh, in chapter 1, uh, verse 16, 1 Peter 1, 16 reads, Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. If we look in the mirror, we're not going to see what God looks like physically, but yet we were created and intended to be in God's image of holiness. God is holy and He expects us to reflect in our life, in our lifestyle, holiness. Our Creator is holy and He asks us also to reflect that holiness by being faithful and obedient to His ways, to His laws, to a lifestyle that He has commanded and given to His creation to live, therefore reflecting the image of God in the life we lead each and every day. Now, Kim also asked what would happen to uh, homosexuals. If you're asking us to be the judge, that's, that is not a right or privilege that God has given to us. It is only God who can judge. It is only God who can say what will happen to any one of us. 
So here's what God says regarding those that would be allowed and those that would not be allowed to enter into the kingdom of heaven. For example, in, a, in Apostle Paul's uh, letter to the, uh, to the Corinthians, uh, he, he writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 9, Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or anyone practicing homosexuality, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. It's not for us to judge whether a homosexual or whether a drunkard or whether a thief or anyone else for that matter would enter into the kingdom of God. That's not for us. Why so? Because God is the one who issues the decree. God is the one who issues judgment. And concerning, since the question specifically honed in on homosexuality, God's made very clear that those who are practicing homosexuality would not enter his kingdom. There may very well be those who feel inclined to drink and become a drunk. But they will be judged whether or, whether or not they, they move on those inclinations and drink and become a drunkard. There may be those who are very tempted and inclined to shoplift and be a thief. When they go in the store, they're very tempted. That's their inclination. But they will not be judged whether or not they are tempted to steal. They will be judged whether or not they are thieves. There may be those who are inclined to live whatever, many different kinds of sinful lifestyles, but it is not their inclination nor temptation that they will be judged for, but how they react, how they put into practice their daily lives. Now, there, there, there are those, and it was also part of the question, who have the, the way of thinking that, well, when it comes to homosexuality, that they were born that way. Some even try to uh, put the blame on God himself and say, well, it is a biological anomaly, therefore it's not my fault. There have been a lot of scientific studies in the realm of neuroanatomy, which is, uh, concerns the brain. No study of neuroanatomy indicates any anomaly of the brain in those who are practicing homosexuality. They cannot blame that as something wrong with their, uh, their brain. They cannot blame their inclinations nor their temptations and tendencies on an anomaly in their brain. There are those who study psychoendocrinology, which is the study of, of hormones and how hormones react in the, in the human body, nor have there been any studies indicating that hormonal imbalances or such would lead anyone towards homosexuality. Nor in the study of genetics has there been any proven evidence scientifically or even close to such wherein there are genetic anomalies that incline a person towards homosexuality. It leads one then maybe to say, well, they were just simply born that way. They may have all, uh, nothing wrong with their brain. There may be nothing wrong with their hormonal balances and such. There may be nothing wrong with their genes. They were simply born. It was in their mind before birth that they were a woman in a man's body or a man in a woman's body. It is innate in them. We are sure 
the scientific st studies indicating no such biological anomalies, nor will we accept that it is innate in a person before they are born because we believe in this very important biblical truth recorded in the book of Ecclesiastes 7.29, which reads, One thing I have learned, God made people good, but they have found all kinds of ways to be bad. From the very beginning, God made or created man good or correct without any biological anomalies inclining them to automatically commit sin against him. No, there's no such thing like that. What then, dear friends, must happen to anyone who feels tempted? Maybe there's one who's tempted to, because of, of money, they, they, they might deceive people or they might... Right, they just can't help themselves because they're so inclined to gain money. Or maybe there's those who are so inclined just to be angry and, 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 and fight against people. And, or maybe there's someone who just uh, seems to be inclined for uh, sexual immorality of, of whatever kind. Inclined to drink. Inclined to gamble. Other people may say, I'm not tempted in those kind of things. But another will say, I'm very tempted in that whether it's homosexuality or any other kind of sin that one may feel inclined towards. What has to happen, dear friends, according to the Holy Scriptures? Allow me to cite from the book of Romans chapter 12 to conclude our, our episode, our study for today. It uh, is recorded in verse 2, and it says this. Do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. Then you will be able to know the will of God, what is good and is pleasing to Him and is perfect. What must happen, dear friends? One must allow God to transform them. If one will say, but, but I'm inclined this way. God says, let me transform you. The first step that a person must take is an acceptance that they need to be transformed. And then God says, let me transform you. Don't conform to the standards of this world. If this world has made clear that homosexuality is all right and that same-sex marriage is all right and all such things that oppose the instructions and commands of God, well... We must allow God to transform us and believe He can and will do so in your life. Well, that's all we have time for today. But if you too have questions that you'd like answered, email us at answers at incmedia.org and we'll use the guidance of the Holy Scriptures to help you find your answer. The truth, that's in the Bible. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time for more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless.